Welcome to the Charlotte Business Podcast, the podcast where business owners in and around the Charlotte, North Carolina area share their stories, their struggles, and the obstacles they overcame in growing their business to success. We hope these stories are an inspiration to others wanting and trying to start their own businesses and give consumers a better understanding of our local business community. I am your host, Sebastian McShane. Hello, friends. There is a lot going on in our nation right now that just hurts me personally. We were just starting to get life back to normal after the whole COVID-19 pandemic. And when our nation was beginning to open back up and people could go out and begin to live somewhat normal lives again, another black man was killed by the police. Friends, I cannot explain how much this saddens me. What I find disgusting are the so-called protesters who really are vandals. When people engage in social dissidence in a peaceful way to help bring about change in our society, that is a good thing. When people set out to engage in the destruction of the very communities they live in, causing damages to businesses that they should be supporting and helping to succeed in this time, then it becomes nothing more than vandalism. And that is not the way to bring about change that will matter. What I like about today's bonus episode of the podcast is that this man is helping to make some of our youth more aware of themselves and the potential that they can achieve. In this episode, we talk with Justin Fisher, the son of Rob Fisher of Fisher Technologies from our last episode. Not only does Justin follow in his father's footsteps in helping businesses to succeed, but he is also doing work with the nonprofit group eColors in Education. This organization helps kids learn and understand themselves, the personality differences that we all have, and how to better communicate. And this program has been successful in that it has reduced bullying and has increased the graduation rate of students. This program is currently being operated in one of the schools here in Concord, North Carolina, and has met with a great deal of success. So let's get to the podcast and listen to Justin tell you about the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Charlotte Business Podcast. And this is kind of a part two to last week's episode. We're still at um, Fisher Improvement Technologies. Fisher Improvement, thank you. Fisher Improvement Technologies. I'm with Justin Fisher, and you are related to Rob. Yes, I am Rob's son. Rob's son, awesome. And uh, the heir to the Fisher Improvement Technologies <laughs> throne. <laughs> the heir to the throne, that's cool. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your background, where you're from, growing up and things. Sure. Um, I spent the majority of my time growing up in Vermont, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and... For the majority of my professional career before this, um, I was managing bars and restaurants, managing retail locations, um, doing kind of pretty common uh, stuff for most people. Um, and then around 2012-ish, uh, Rob uh, asked me if I would be interested in coming and, and uh, checking out the family business and learning what he does and what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I jumped at the opportunity and found out there was a lot more to what he did than I, than I actually knew. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole science between behind uh, human and organizational performance and um, helping people understand how and why people make errors. Um, it was just incredibly interesting to me and I kind of fell in love with it. Uh, became a student of the game and here I am seven, eight years later and uh, can 
pretty much hang with the best of them when it comes to the technology behind what we do. Okay, cool. So last week your dad went into um, the what the company does. You got a little something different that you do. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so in addition to uh, what we do where we um, – part of our technology is uh, helping adults learn um, how and why people make errors, but also uh, we go into the the personality aspect of things and uh, how and why specific personalities can make errors, mm-hmm. um, how specific personalities communicate, communicate, communicate with each other. Um, so on top of that, I also uh, help with, an, with a nonprofit organization called eColors in Education, uh, where we teach the personality piece to children and teachers as young as eight years old. Okay. Um, so we go in and we teach them how to be aware of and manage their personality tendencies, um, how to communicate with one another. Uh, and, and the difference that it's made in the schools that I've seen it launch in is absolutely immense. Uh, it is reducing bullying to basically zero. Wow. Um, the graduation rates are going through the roof. We've got first-generation um, high school students uh, going from high school directly into college, first people in their family. Um, we typically launch this in uh, more high-risk schools, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's really incredible to see what these kids have done with the, uh, with the program and with the technology. And the teachers as well. It's it's, it's absolutely life-changing for them. Yeah, so you work with both the students and the teachers? Yes, absolutely. Because I guess teachers need to learn how to communicate with students as well as... Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you've got, the, <clears throat> you've got the students that are very fast-paced, uh, can't stop talking, bouncing out of their seats constantly. Um, students that will finish their work super fast and then end up getting into trouble because they have nothing else to do. Right. And then you, on the opposite side, you've also got students that uh, are kind of in their shell, take a really long time to finish their work, are very analytical. Um, you have to, the teachers have to learn to understand all of these different natural tendencies of how these kids' personalities work so that they can attend to each one of them as an individual and give them what they need and give them information the way that they need to help them be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, And the children actually, from what I've seen, end up sticking up for each other. Once they know the other kids' colors, they're understanding that not everyone is like them, that everyone is different, um, and that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And they end up sticking up for each other. So if there's a child who uh, is, needs a little bit more time to process information, um, they'll stick up for them and say, you know, teacher you need to wait they just need a little bit more time oh, instead awesome. of letting them get getting skipped over yeah so. that's awesome different from when i went to school <laughs> yeah if, if i would have had this when i was a when i was a kid i couldn't even imagine where i'd be now yeah um and how different things would have turned out uh, but it's it's really an incredible program i would highly recommend if anyone out there is listening if you're interested in uh, checking it out you can just go- uh, google e-colors and education and uh, you'll be able to find it pretty easily. Okay. Let's talk about the difference between how you work with the students and how you work with the teachers. I'm sure that there's a difference between the two. Um, there's really not that much difference. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all the same uh, program. It's all the same technology. We will do um, special workshops specifically for the teachers so that we can teach them how to teach the students um, and the information that they need to know. 
Um, but it's really, it's all the same, it's all the same technology and, uh, there's nothing, nothing, no special requirement between the students and the teachers. Uh It's, it's the same thing that we teach the adults in the high risk industry. Okay. Um, the, the e-colors program has been successful all over the world. It doesn't matter if we're in Africa, if we're in Asia, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, the, the information that this company has gathered um, is spot on Mm -hmm. and it it works everywhere. So when you first come into a a new school to teach all this, this program, well, how does that come about? Because I'm sure, you know, if from what you're describing, you go to a place where there's problems and issues. So how do you get the students and teachers to kind of just sit down and listen and, and learn all this? Absolutely. So, what we'll typically do is we'll have a workshop for the teachers, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of the times the principal will get involved as well, which is great when they do that. Um, but we'll start with our with our core group of teachers, uh, and then we'll teach them um, all about the e colors and how it works and why it works and all the ins and outs. Um, and then we will um, teach them how to teach the students and. Typically what will happen is they'll start with a core group of students that will become the e-color champions. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, we'll just kind of spread it throughout the school and get more people talking about it and get more people into, um, you know, they'll have a, a class or a workshop for the kids, which is super fun for them because it gets them out of their daily work as well. Right. Um, and it just ends up spreading throughout the school that way. Cool. And how many schools have you done this in so far? Um, the majority of them are down in Houston uh, with Dr. Rosalinda. Mm-hmm. Who is the uh, the president of E Colors and Education, the nonprofit? Um, I believe she's done somewhere in the area of six schools down there, um, and we just started at a school uh, here in Concord. Awesome. Um, but it's kind of a I'm kind of a satellite uh, operator that has been given the okay to go and teach this wherever I can. Right. Um, so I'm not. I'm not sure how far she's she's spread it down where she is quite mm-hmm. yet. So how does this affect the students' family lives? Uh, I'm it, sure it has to have an impact it, on it that. It does. Too. We actually encourage everyone, all the kids, all the teachers, to bring it home to their families and have their families take the PDI, have their families learn about their e-colors, and start to understand each other better. And the, the family life improves immensely as well. Okay. Uh, explain a little bit about e-colors. You've mentioned that several times. Sorry, um, I thought that Rob had mentioned that in the previous <laughs> podcast. Um, so eColors is a program that was started by a company called Equilibria. Okay. Um, uh, it was born out of the oil industry and safety. Um, the co-CEO of Equilibria, wanted he always wanted to figure out uh, how different personalities saw and managed risk. So they, they put in uh, all of the effort to to start figuring this out and asking people these questions. Um, I'm not exactly sure the time frame. I want to say they started back around 2003, mm-hmm. um, but I could be wrong. By now, they have over 600,000 data points from, from getting information from people. So all of the stuff on the e-colors uh, where it would say, uh, kind of where it tells you, what your natural tendencies are and stuff like that. None of it has been uh, the company saying you are like this because we say so. 
all that information came from asking questions and putting the pieces together to figure out, okay. uh, you know, exactly what it, what it boils down to. But essentially with the e-colors program, there is four primary colors. Uh, there's the toppy color red, which are the doers. Um, there's the toppy color yellow, which are the socializers. Uh -huh. There is the toppy color green, which are the are uh, the thinkers and toppy color blue, which are the relators. Um, and people typically will have two predominant colors. So for instance, my e colors are green over blue. Um, so there's a possible 12 combinations when you take the personality diversity indicator or the PDI. Okay. Um, and yeah, from there you just start learning about all the little intricacies of your personality, which is pretty cool. And other personalities as well so Absolutely. that you can interact with each other mm -hmm. better. Yeah, that's, that's neat. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. Um, so share some uh, most satisfying experiences that you've had. I mean, you've already talked about the high graduation and yeah. the end of the bullying. What else have you that you didn't expect maybe that? Um, probably one of the biggest highlights for me uh we helped with equilibria in um, in teaching the 10,000 Super Bowl volunteers for Super Bowl 51, teaching them their e-colors so that the Super Bowl in Houston could be successful. Wow. Um, all these people that are going to be interacting with this huge influx of people um, for the Super Bowl specifically. Um, on top of that, I was working with um, the e-colors in education project, and we were going around to... Uh, less fortunate neighborhoods uh, because we wanted them to be able to experience a part of the Super Bowl and we had what was called the Super Bowl touchdown tour. So we went around to multiple parks with the e-color champions that mm -hmm. I was talking about from different schools um, and we would be part of the Super Bowl touchdown tour where we would set up a bunch of football related games and stuff like that. There was live music, there was uh, concession stands, um, all free for people to come and, and play and have fun. Um, and we brought the e-color students there, and I was watching these 12-year-olds almost act like adults. They were teaching other adults and children. They were having them do a paper version of the PDI so people could find out their e-colors on uh -huh. the spot. And they were explaining it probably better than I can right <laughs> now. I mean, it was really amazing. Wow. Um, so that was definitely definitely a highlight. Cool. Okay, what's a common myth about um, your process that you want to like to clear up or or debunk? Let's see. I don't. I don't know if there's a myth that I can think of. Okay. Um, when it comes to the the e-colors program, people always view it a little bit differently. Um, even myself, when I first got started, I did not even want to give it a chance uh, right. because I thought it was going to be stupid. I thought it was just going to be another one of these things like Myers-Briggs or DISC or any of these other personality-related, um, you know, tests that you take. Yeah. Um, so I, I really didn't want to give it a chance. Um, it was only until sticking with it and understanding that there was more to it and there was actually tools that go along with it that help you be aware of and manage your tendencies 
Um, and it wasn't just a test that said, okay, you know, here's a list of things. You're like this, uh, and, and, and that's it. Then you're done. Um, there's a lot more going on with the e-colors program. So uh, if, if people give it an honest chance, I think they'll see that, uh, that it really works. Cool. So what made you develop this for schools? Um, well, I mean, it was Because this is all part of the, the main corporation and you use all around the world with co companies and businesses and things. Right. What made you, you know, um, gear it towards schools? So it wasn't me that started it, uh, gearing it towards schools. Okay. It was uh, it was Dr. Rosalinda down in the Houston area in Texas. Uh, okay. She was the principal of a school. She encountered the eColors program, immediately saw the value, and started talking to the CEO of Equilibria, who was the creator of the, the eColors, okay. um, and said, hey, I want to do this. I know I can make this work. Give me your blessing, basically. And, uh, and, and she got it. So she was able to start the nonprofit, which is eColors in Education. And uh, she just kind of created it all on her own and started spreading it. Um, and, and she's done a wonderful job. So. All right, awesome. And how did you really get involved with it? Uh, well, I got involved with it from uh, after Fisher Improvement Technologies and Equilibria were put together to kind of integrate and combine the technologies of human performance and the personality diversity aspects. Uh -huh. um, we, were, we were kind of put together and said, hey, these technologies might work together. Can you see if they do? Um, and, and so we did, and, and they did. Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, just through my, my travels that I happened to come across uh, and get invited to go to an e-colors and education train-the-trainer workshop where, okay. where they were training teachers because I, I was just beginning my e-colors journey as well, um, and they thought it would be good for me to learn a little bit more. So that's kind of where I got introduced to Rosalinda and met a bunch of the teachers starting off and, and started learning more about um, the e-colors program, which, uh, you know, at that point, like I said, I was very hesitant and, and just thought it was another one of these programs that wasn't going to be worth anything. Yeah. And then holy smokes, was I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> That's neat. Um, so what's the future for it? What's, what's the, you uh, said you're going to start a school in Concord here and yeah, we, we just started with 15 students, uh, and two teachers, uh, here in Concord. I'm not going to mention the school. That's fine. Um, but uh, the the mission of eColors in education is every school, every nation. So yeah. um, we we want to get it out to as many schools as possible, improve as many lives as possible. Um, you know, help help these kids be understood and not feel so alone growing up like many of us have. Yeah, um, and that's that's really the goal is just improving lives as many as we can all right awesome so how can people learn more about this and or donate or, or just maybe try to get it in their school um you can go to uh ecolors or just google ecolors and education mm -hmm. um there's a ton of info available there's youtube videos available if you like going to youtube uh if you'd like to contact me directly um you can go to justin.fisher at improvewithfit.com uh, or info at improvewithfit.com. 
Um, and you can talk to me directly about it as well. Awesome. Cool. Well, Justin, I appreciate you uh, taking time to talk about this nonprofit that you're working with and being on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Awesome. Have a good one. You too. Again, I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I sincerely hope that you find value from it and are learning more about the people who run our local small businesses. And if you would be so kind to give us a rating from the site where you get your podcast and share the podcast with your friends, it would be very greatly appreciated. Thanks again, and I look forward to bringing you more of these episodes and helping you get to know more of our local business owners and community. Have a great day, and please stay safe out there.